What is up, guys? It is Two Guys and a Penguin. I'm your co-host, Joe Novitsky, here with my boy, Logan Little. What's up, everybody? Yeah, so first official episode. Pretty excited. Yeah. Um, Hope everyone enjoyed the little intro. Little intro, yeah. Uh, it should be a fun uh, fun podcast. I'm excited to get started here. But uh, I was thinking this morning, you know, what did we talk about in our first episode? That See, I was thinking about that because I'm just so passionate about so many different things. Right. I have so many. Like, I'm so excited to dive deep into some of these episodes. But, like, we got we got to, like, slow down, take yeah. our time. And we need, to, we need to talk about something that we both have equal passion about and that we are absolute experts on. Right. <laughs> uh, definitive experts. Like, legitimate, qualified experts on. And I was just thinking, like, just before we started recording this episode, movies. Yeah, that's something I think we, we watch at least four movies a week, roughly four movies a week. Yeah, close to it. Close to it. And we've seen I've probably seen a new movie once a week since I've been in college. Was that a total of like 80 movies? If I had to guess something like that. Close to it. I mean, I've so, seen a ton of movies. I mean, this guy's seen I, I thought I've seen a lot of movies till I met Logan. I mean, movies have been I don't I don't know how large, you have time for a large it, part of my life, but hey, I respect that. So uh, we're just going to get right into it. Favorite movie of all time, Logan? Favorite movie of all time. Easily. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. It's got the drama. It's got the action. It's got the mm. mystical. It's got the uh, the real, the, the gritty. It's got the characters <laughs> that you just, you know, you're ready to see their head get chopped off. Right. And you, then you got the characters who you're like aggravated with because uh -huh. they keep messing up. And then they got the characters who are just like, when they show up, you're like, Oh, it's about, right. to go, it's about to go down. See, see, yeah, you already know this, but for the people at home, are, they're going to hate me for this. And I, I know I'm going to get hate on Twitter, on, on Instagram. I'm going to get hate for this. You're probably going to get canceled for this. I'm, we're, we're probably going to get this show canceled for this. But uh, I, I, have to dis, I have to disclaimer right now before we move on. I have never seen Lord of the Rings. I've never seen Star Wars. I have never seen the Hunger Games series. I've never seen the Harry Potter series. And I, I know, I'm going to get hate for this. I, I can already see the comments coming in. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i sorry. I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see. I can't speak to Lord of the Rings here because. That's, uh, that's just pretty disappointing for a podcast about movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all are probably, probably just closing out the episode right now. Just not even giving the rest of it a chance. But uh, stay tuned. Because it's gonna get better. Because and here's the thing, like right, you haven't seen those series, but those series are really like they're always kind of grouped together. It's like you right. say your favorite movie, and it's like oh, Lord of the Rings. There's three movies, but everyone just says like all three like, right. together. You can't. Just so really, say. you only haven't seen like four movies because they're basically all exactly grouped together, and they're popular. Like they're it's pop culture, but are they mm -hmm. the best movies? I mean, Lord of the Rings is, but the others, right? I mean, they're I mean, they're they're great. Do you but like, do you dare say Star Wars is overrated? I would say Star. Would Wars. Would you not go there I, yet? Here's the thing: I'm a massive Star Wars fan, but Star Wars is overrated at the mm. same time. Okay, I think part of why I'm such a fan is just pure nostalgia. Nostalgia is blind. I mean, an age-old question: Which more powerful, nostalgia or nostalgia spite? Or spite? I mean, of course, spite. spite I would agree. Great. I mean, but we'll get into that later. 
Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, it's a good movie. I like it. Um, I'm a big fan. I watch all the new ones coming out the day they come out in theater. But, um, mm. yeah, the series as a whole, you know, you've got the original three. They were kind of groundbreaking. But if you watch them now, they're kind of they're kind of cheesy. A little dated. A little dated. I mean, yeah. and then you got the prequels, which are all three are just pretty horrible. Wow. The only way you like them is if you saw them as a kid. Because right. if you just watch them as an adult, you're like, these are terrible. Right. I think that's where my problem lies. I wasn't. I wasn't. See, I wasn't raised with the Harry Potter, the Star Wars, because my dad wasn't into it himself, and I feel like we often just fall into the same line of you know, likes and dislikes when it comes to movies, especially with our parents, especially with our dads. I feel like personally for me, I've been a huge Marvel fan my whole life. And that love for Marvel came from my dad. I feel like it's the same with these other movies. Like your dad probably watched Star Wars the first one when it came out. Right. He was like, oh, I got to I got to show my kids this. You know, one day my dad never did that. He was never into Star Wars. So naturally, I just never, never fell into that. Uh, yeah. That no. trap, if you will. I think that I think that's a good point, and you know, like, I just uh, like let's just take those three, like, because those are pretty much like three of the most those popular, the series, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars. And I I, have, I do apologize that I haven't seen those. Like, I, I will get to those. I actually. think for just Star Wars is out, out of the three to me is probably the one that if you didn't watch it as a kid, it's hardest to get into. I think Harry right. Potter is probably the easiest because it's like it's a lot more focused on. Um, like the relationships between the characters and less on like the, the world building. Right. Because it happens in the real world. So that, you know, it's, that like, it's based in like on earth. Yeah. So, you know, and then you got Lord of the Rings, which is, I think if someone actually like sits down, the thing about Lord of the Rings is all the movies are so long. That's the problem. But if you take the time to actually watch them right. and like get through the boring parts, I think those are easy to get into. As you, well. you see, I, I, I did watch the first uh, Lord of the Rings movie when I was, probably 10 years old my dad sat me down and showed me it um and he was like i know this is gonna be a long movie but just try to stick with it it's really good and i just i couldn't do it I maybe it was just because i was too young but uh i don't know and ever since then i just wrote lord of the rings off as one of those movies i just didn't like and i yeah. really never never gave it a fair shot and i think I think I need to go back and uh, revisit that series. I think it would be an an all-time favorite. And also it gets to the point, and this is true of a lot of things, but especially in movies, right? If you haven't seen a popular movie, it's almost like you feel like part of a a subculture and you don't want to watch the movie. Out of spite. Out of spite for not have seen the movie that everyone else says is so great. Exactly. I did the same thing with Interstellar. You did for a long time. I hadn't seen Interstellar, and I told everyone I hate that movie, <laughs> and I believed you, and everyone believed me, and I really hadn't seen it, and now I have seen it. It's pretty it's great. incredible. But, um, all right, so moving on now that we've got that covered. So now that we got it covered, that my I'm disqualified. favorite movie is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Joe, what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, I'm excited about this one. I've seen it about, if I had to guess, 14 times, maybe more. Just all-time favorite, Inception. I know that's not a common all-time favorite, but man, Christopher Nolan. Not sure what he was. Not sure what he he was on when he wrote that movie, but man, it is incredible. It is. It is just. It's one of those movies where every time you watch it, you find a new thing. You get to something like, new. Like to, it's like a mind bender, a right. new mind bender every time. Right. Every time I watch, it, I'm like, how did I not see that the first time? Right. Or how did I see that the next time? So, it's one of those movies you got to uh, you got to be focused in for the whole two and a half hours. Yeah. Hours, otherwise, 
you're not going to like it. Look, and that's I think that's the same with Lord of the Rings. Fight, and, and here's a hot take for you. And it's not a hot take. It's just the truth. If, mm-hmm. if you're not like into psychological thrillers and like philosophical, philosophical, you know, discussions, this right. is not the movie. Like if this you just want a movie not. about like some, just, like some like baseline, like where you just can watch it blankly. Right. Background you noise. You don't even have to think. But that's not the movie for you. It's not your movie. The sad thing is most people watch movies like that. That is the sad thing. And most people just – they don't want to have to think when right. they're watching movies. And they miss out on a lot of quality, quality films. The best movies. The best movies. And personally, Christian Nolan, in my opinion, greatest director of all time. He has some of the he has some of the all-time greats all under his belt. Yeah. And they're all, they're all mind-benders. And if you're not into that, then you're missing out on some really quality movies. Yeah. And you're also wrong because those movies are the best. Right. You're objectively objectively, objectively you, you are have wrong. The wrong opinion. Right. All right. Um, so moving on. Oh, we'll have to talk about Tenet later. Tenet? We, that, we can discuss that a little bit that later. That could be a whole episode, but if I'm being could, honest. That could be a that could be a whole series. that could be a whole podcast. A whole podcast. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. We might create a new podcast. <laughs> but Tenet. Just on Tenet. I like that. So uh Logan, we've uh over the past month. Um, for the viewers at home, we have been uh, we have been creating our top 100 movies list. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. And um, it took a long time. You know, it was one of those things where I thought initially I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fairly easy." I don't right. know why I thought that because it immediately I, it was wrong. Because we've probably seen like 400 movies. Yeah, total. I mean, I've probably seen I don't know how many. You've seen probably seen time. more than that. But it's like you know, you get to number 30 and then you remember a movie that you're like oh this is like better than the other 15 that i just put in there right so it's kind of difficult the problem is when you get to 65 how do you rank 65 above 66 and 65 below 64 it's kind of it's just arbitrary at that point arbitrary yeah but you kind of have to figure out which one is better than the last and which one is worse than the one before. And I don't know. It was fun. It was fun creating it. I would probably make a lot of adjustments still. But uh, you want to go through your top ten for the folks at yeah, home? Yeah, let me go through my top ten, and then we'll hear your top ten. Okay. And then, we, uh, and then I'll completely we'll, we'll disagree with them. And yeah. then we'll, uh, we'll probably both start rearranging. As yeah, we as we speak. Okay. Um, Number one, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Of course. Of course. Uh, number two, Inception. Nice. Uh, number three, The Dark Knight. Um, yeah. Number four, Infinity War. Um, um, Avengers Infinity War. Number five, Braveheart. Number six, in Avengers Endgame. Number seven, The Prestige. Oh, number underrated. eight, The Big Short. Yes. Number nine, Inglorious Bastards. Mm. And number ten, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Wow. I actually agree with most of that list. And see, here's the thing. As I said, number 10, the Star Wars, and I just previously said Star Wars overrated. <laughs> I'm literally, I want to change that. You want to retract that. So I'm going to say number 10, Goodwill Hunting. Wow. Goodwill I, Hunting. That, that's, I forgot about that one. That yeah. one goes under the radar sometime. Yeah. I mean, talk about like. Talk about a masterpiece. Want. Yeah, it is. It really Robin is. Williams, best film. Speaking of, Robin Williams, much better as a serious actor than he is as a comedian. Comedian, right. he's really not funny. Hot take, he's not funny. Yeah. Incredible actor, though. Yeah. Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society, Good Will Hunting, his best two movies, and it's not even close. It's really not even close. All right, let me go through my top ten here for the folks. Uh, number one, of course, we got Inception. Number two, Interstellar. 
Mm. I love that movie, man. I could watch that many, many times. Number three, Infinity War. In my opinion, the best Marvel movie. A lot of people think Endgame. No, I think Infinity War takes the cake for that. Number four, Dark Knight, another Christopher Nolan masterpiece. Mm. Uh, number five is kind of a shocker. I might drop this one actually now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Toy Story two. Mm. It was hard to pick one Toy Story, but Toy Story two is the first one I saw. It's yeah. the most nostalgic for me. And again, nostalgia can be blinding. Can. That's the danger. But uh, speaking of nostalgia, we got number six, Iron Man one. That's what got me hooked on Marvel in the first place. Mm. Number seven, Endgame. Still great movie. Number eight is actually It. Oh, I wow. loved It. I don't know why. Something about it. I clowns are scary, but I love it. I love that movie. I don't know. That's interesting. Number nine and Glorious Bastards, mm. obviously, and number ten, Gladiator. Ooh, Gladiator. Underrated. The soundtrack, the soundtrack in that movie. Can we just say Hans Zimmer is the un the undeniable goat when it comes to soundtrack. Let's just say that a Christopher Nolan movie sound you know uh, with the music by Hans Zimmer is the ultimate. The duo. ultimate duo. And then you throw like. Either Leonardo DiCaprio oh, or like Matthew McConaughey in there, and, and like, Michael Caine, and you've got an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just knows how to put a cast together and put a script together, and just it's just a ma- every movie he puts out is a masterpiece. That's true. He just knows how to put together just the perfect com- the winning combination. That's true. Every time. All right, so going through each of our top tens, I, I, there's probably a couple movies that maybe everyone hasn't seen. Um, for me, I think The Prestige and The Big Short and Inglorious Bastards are probably those three that right. maybe not everyone's seen. So just break that down a little bit. Prestige, another Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Uh, real big twist um, at the end. Phenomenal movie. Uh, the Big Short is probably one of the most dramatic and also – it almost makes you depressed. It is. It. It's sad because it's real. And it's about the 2008 uh, financial crisis, the housing market crash. Right. And it's real, and it like almost makes you mad when you're it's watching raw. it because you're like, right. how did someone let this happen? How did the big banks get away with what they did? Right. And they get away with stuff like that to this day. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and give it a watch. It is a. It can be a confusing movie. It's got a lot of financial jargon in it, uh, but... If you just take it all in and then do some research after to sort of clarify everything, you're gonna you're gonna walk away like wow. Yeah, and Inglorious Bastards, which is also on your list, is is a movie that you and I share a big passion for. I don't know. It's just it's just amazing and it's hilarious. I think Brad Pitt, one of Brad Pitt's best, yeah, best it's pieces. It's one of Brad Pitt's best movies. It's uh, it's a wild movie. It's yeah. weird, but it's hilarious. It, and it's yeah, it's one of those. It's like it's kind of it is weird. It's it is weird. weird, and it's it's probably not a movie for everyone because not everyone gets that like kind it's of very humor, graphic too. It is great. It's Quentin Tarantino, so there's a ton of you gore. gotta expect. I mean, there's a ton of gore, and it's like it's it's almost like an alternative history of World War Two, of like something that could have happened. Right, it's like a like a almost a like a spin off, like a special <laughs> like a special ops group of soldiers that are all Jewish. I'd love to think this actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, this would be crazy. Uh, yeah, it's really it's a really good movie, and there's also um, it introduces us to uh, an actor that you know wasn't really famous before that movie. Right, this was sort and, of his uh, breakout he plays, moment. He plays the the main bad guy, and yeah. uh, it's his name is Christoph Waltz. And he's, you've probably seen movies with him since then, but 
that dude just gives like the perfect performance he's, of like a Nazi general who like is like specifically hunts down like Jews. Right. And he plays uh, that role so well. He every time he's in the scene, you just tense up because you because right. you know he knows that they're undercut. Like he knows what's going on the whole time, but he he plays along with them, and it's like you're just waiting for him to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. kill them. Like, it's incredible he he plays a great role in that movie all right what um was there any movies else on your list that maybe people haven't seen uh, outside of the three that i mentioned <sighs> you know unfortunately i went with a lot of um a lot of popular ones um again glorious bastards that's one everyone should should watch if they have not um i gotta say other than inception interstellar i mean I know that's a popular one, but that is, man, that is a mind bender. I mean, you you get that is a three hour grind of a movie, and when you get through it, man, you are glad you did. You you watched for the first time a couple weeks ago watched, after all this time. All this time, I watched it, and I I liked it a lot. You know, it wasn't, it didn't immediately catapult into my top ten because it was it's kind of about things that like I don't know a lot about. Like right. space and like and it's a lot of space time continuum. It's about things that even scientists don't know a lot about. It's a right. it, it's a lot of speculation. It's right. a lot of uh, fantasy. But it's a it's a really good movie. It's and incredible. It's a, it's a tear. Soundtrack movie. is wow. Out, out, out I have to window. say, top three soundtracks personally for me. Yeah, Hans Zimmer did it again. Can we uh, can we briefly going off of that? Can we just say just off the top of your head, what's your favorite song from a movie? Oh, I already know your <laughs> favorite song from a movie. Ah, I gotta go with "Time" from Inception. It's the final, the final um, piece of music that closes out the movie. Where, if you haven't seen the movie, it's well, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm right. not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. But it's but the culmination. That's true, because I could say I could say whatever. <laughs> you could explain the whole movie, and, and they'd be like, "Okay, be <laughs> I don't understand any of that." But it's the culmination of everything coming together. And at the very end of the movie, like up until the last second of the movie, the like the twist is the last like frame of the movie. It's incredible, and the soundtrack just perfectly brings everything together. So I gotta go. That's that's my favorite movie song of all time. I'm gonna say my favorite, and you know this is Elysium Elysium. from Gladiator. Uh, It's the the song where like right after he fights the the emperor in. in um, the final, in the final, yeah, the fight, final, in, in the in the arena, where the emperor in the cheats and, and yeah, and the emperor cheats and like, and then he he like is going into the afterlife and he like reunites with his wife. Oh my gosh! Just like wow, dude, <laughs> I I've seen that movie probably ten times and I I tear up every time. It's so moving. It's it such is. a powerful movie. Uh, hopefully we don't get any copyright issues here. I'm gonna play that song just because that is man, that is a powerful piece of music. Not sure how this is going to come up in the <laughs> audio. I mean, that's really all you need right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is right beautiful. It is. A beautiful it is. piece of music by Hans Zimmer, of course. All right. So, uh, so moving on to uh, one of our one of our last topics for today uh, in our first uh, first episode about movies, um, and we're going to cover more movies. We're going to go, you know, like right, we each, just scratched maybe the surface. through a podcast we do like a one movie. Yeah, we'll know, focus we'll in on a specific movie. movie. 
or and maybe not a whole a whole episode, but we'll focus in on some. But um, we promised people that we were gonna just punch them in the face with opinions, right? And just unqualified <laughs> opinions, but that we're gonna say it. And uh, and so here's what we're gonna do. This is the best way to make someone mad is when you say something that they really like is overrated, right? So and we're gonna do that right with here. With that in mind, what are your most overrated movies? I'm gonna for say. You? I'm gonna say number one, Forrest Gump. I'm gonna, and I know, I already see it in the Twitter comments. People are gonna be like, "You're an idiot. You, you're unqualified." I'm, I know I'm not qualified, but I'm telling you, Forrest Gump is overrated. <laughs> that movie, okay. See, I, the problem is that's a good movie, but it's overrated. See, a movie can be good and be overrated at the that's same true. time. But it almost makes it bad because it's overrated. Right. I'm almost. It's. It goes you, back to. It goes back to not watching movies out of spite. Like, I don't want to watch uh, Star Wars, any of those movies, because it's popular. Because right. people are like, oh, well, it's almost like – see, I uh, this is off topic, but I'm just going to go here really quick. Uh, I started watching The Office when it was live on air, back when it wasn't as popular. And now that everyone's watching it, it's on Netflix, everyone's talking about it. It's not cool anymore to be an Office fan. That's true. And that's how I feel about some of these movies. Like, I'm not going to like it because you want me to like it. So therefore, I'm not gonna because that is spite. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, Forrest Gump. I mean, to yeah. me, so the first time I saw Forrest Gump, it it's the epitome of one of those things where it gets so overrated that you have you go into it with such high, lofty expectations, yes. and it doesn't even come anywhere close. No. It's a movie about a dude who sits <laughs> on a bench and telling his life. It's not even interesting. It's just... It's unrealistic. It's... It's it's uh, it's an attempt to be, like, a deep movie. Yeah. But on on the surface, it's... It's quality film. I don't know how it got as popular as it did. I mean, honestly, like, if it just came out today, people would be like, okay. Yeah, I think the for the era it came out, and I think that's what where all the hype came from that like think about like i again i haven't seen this movie et i haven't seen it but i've heard it's vastly overrated yeah that's, and i think it was that that era of movies there was something where there was so much hype around them and now they're deemed as these top 10 movies all time and we're just ignoring these incredible films that have come out in the last few decades because they're too new they don't have that like nostalgia factor that people yeah. consider when they're making their top 10 so i mean tom hanks He's okay in Forrest Gump. I mean, I think he gets. I think his performance is a little overrated, also. Right. I mean, Tom Hanks' best role is Toy Story. Toy Story. I was gonna <laughs> say. I mean, he plays a good Woody. But. Incredible Woody. Also, Toy Story Four. Underrated opinion. I think could be number one or two on the all-time Toy Story list. That's a hot take right there. That is a hot take, and I'm not. I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna say Toy Story Three is by far the best. Mm. Uh, See, I love, so Toy Story uh, Four just takes away from the the powerful moving. Uh, ending of Toy Story. 3. Yeah, that was power. I mean, okay, I know this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers. I almost wish in Toy Story three that all the toys did die. I think the fact that they were saved last minute sort of took away from that emotional gut wrenching feeling yeah. that you were experiencing. I mean, we all experienced that when they were holding hands, like about to die in the fire. I was like, right. something within me said they need to. It needs to just happen. They just need to be right. killed, and that would have just brought the whole series together because mm. Andy Andy's going off to college you know these toys their their purpose has been like mm, um, yeah. diminished to why are they alive like what's their purpose anymore yeah, yeah. so I, I think that. it would have just that. ended the series just beautifully I think it would have been good 
I, I mean, I like how it did end that they got passed on to a, to a new a new young girl. That was she could that was heartwarming. That yeah. was that was fun. That was fun. But you know, that's like that's a good point because I think a lot of times movies, TV shows, books, they almost like they almost destroy the emotional like factor right. that they that they have by they, bringing back characters that have died and like by like having those like last minute unlikely rescues right just but, unrealistic because that you know and that i know they end up did coming back but like in infinity war right like i mean all these amazing characters that we've all loved so much they they For all like, like disappear years. yeah and then like then in game is like you know it's so emotional because all the like avengers are kind of like scattered around like they're all like depressed, and then like then everyone comes back in this like grand crescendo. And and let like, me tell you, but then they don't just stop right there because they do. It does right. cost them something because Iron Man. Right. If you haven't seen the movie, I won't. It's say been anymore, it's but... been it's been long enough. Iron Man dies. <laughs> yeah. That movie. Um, but that that goes back to what I was saying about Toy Story. Like that was a necessary death. Like I was in tears. Let me tell you, because Iron Man was the first Marvel movie I ever saw. He was the one that he was the superhero that got me hooked on superheroes. I wanted to be like Iron Man ever since I was a kid. And then fast forward till 20 years old and I, I watched Iron Man die on the big screen and I'm like in tears, but it was like a necessary death. It was like going back another movie, a quiet place. If you haven't seen that, please watch it. Um, but I am going to spoil that of course, <laughs> cause it has been a few years. Um, so spoiler alert, you might want to fast forward the next 20 seconds or so. But in that movie, John Krasinski, the, the actor, um, he sacrifices himself for his children. And, like, it's saddening. It's terrible. Yeah. But it's a necessary death that brings the whole movie together. And that's what I think a beautiful part about Endgame is the fact that they they sacrificed the main character, Robert Downey Jr., in Iron Man. And that it was amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh that was a good. That was a good rabbit hole we went down. But coming we back did. to the original question, back what are the most overrated movies? All right, so we had Forrest Gump, uh, and I don't know how we got. Oh, we went from Tom Hanks to Toy Story. Tom Hanks to Ryan. Okay, anyways, and now we're back. Uh, back to overrated movies. All right, my most overrated movie is The Sandlot. Hmm. Another one I haven't seen actually. The Sandlot is one of those movies that like, and I almost feel like a, I'm. This is blasphemy because if you no. played baseball growing up, The Sandlot is supposed to be like. You know your right. your childhood exactly. memory, which we both did, of course. Both we both did. Play. Baseball. I, I, I played baseball and through still, high school, and you know, still the Sandlot. It's just like it's <laughs> it's, it, it is what it's a it's a movie, but it's like kids playing baseball. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, and people are hype. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the hype for it. I completely know that it's it's one of the most hyped sports movies ever. A lot of people claim it's the greatest. I'm just like, what am I missing? And like, am I missing something? Like, I mean, it's a good movie. It's one. It's another one. It's a. It's a good movie. I mean, it it, it has like that nostalgic factor. Like, it's almost like you're watching and you like remember your childhood and it's like, oh, you right. wish for like the freedom of childhood and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, at the end of the day, it's just a movie about like some kids, some kids playing baseball, some kids playing baseball. Now so, I, I did. Mean, it's fine. I did see for the first time Moneyball actually a few weeks ago. Let me tell you. That's a great movie. I, that is one of the greatest sports movies I've seen. I Outside mean, of Remember the Titans, that's probably the best. Right. Sport. I would say Remember the Titans still takes the number one spot for me. Best sports yeah. movie ever. But, man, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, I, I I don't know if he's underrated, but if he is, he's the most underrated actor out there. I mean, he – gosh, he is incredible. And the thing about Brad Pitt, he plays, like, all different roles. He plays funny – like, 
funny, serious. I mean, he's, like, he's a beast. In the big short, he plays like this really like underground kind of like apocalyptic, not apocalyptic, but like end of the world like kind doomsday of prepper. doomsday prepper kind of nerdy guy. And then you see in Glorious Bastards, he's this like vigilante, yeah. like murdering, Commando, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, German soldiers. And it's, it's incredible. And he plays each role. You just believe that he's that person. Um, I don't know. I just, Brad Pitt, possibly my number one favorite actor. Yeah, well, uh, I think those are, uh, so those are our hot takes. Uh, one more uh, overrated movie is any James Bond movie. We've agreed on this that. James Bond movies really right. just aren't good. They're just not great. They're whatever. I mean, I don't even like them. I, it's not even I like they're not even good like. movies that I think are overrated. They're like bad movies that I think are overrated. Right. They're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're overrated yeah. and bad. All right. Well. Uh, all right. And to end this segment um, about movies, our our first episode, uh, I just want to talk about our favorite scenes. Just one favorite se- scenes. One scene in a movie. It's got emotion. Oh it's got action. What, what's your What's your scene? I mean, like, I, you, you take it or leave it. This is your scene. I feel like I have to give all due respect to the Russo brothers and the Marvel series when I say that, and the final battle in Endgame has to be my favorite scene of all time. I apologize. Apologize if that was yours, but I gotta say, I mean, just seeing all your childhood heroes come together in the fight for justice with. All the the core Avengers, you see Iron Man, Spider-Man comes back, and that was just an emotional scene. Him and uh, Tony Stark, and just the soundtrack, and just the fact that it's like good versus evil, just all coming together. Mm. It's just, uh, and it's like it's like a 20-minute battle scene. It's incredible. It's The CGI is great. I mean, wow. I just can remember seeing that for the first time, thinking... This is this was worth the the twelve year wait for for Marvel movies. So I yeah, guess I mean, that that is a that's a that's a really great scene. Oh man, there's so many. I have such a hard time picking one. Um, that is a tough question. The I, I have two in mind, and so I'm okay. I'm gonna go with one, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna give a uh, you'll throw a notable, uh, 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 honorable mention. Honorable mention. Uh, all right. So number one is is Braveheart. When, uh, when he has been, you know, he gets betrayed, uh, mm-hmm. by the by the Scottish lords, and he gets sent to England, and they've got him on this like torture table in front of this whole crowd of people, right. and they're like literally cutting him open oh. in front of people, and they're like, like, do you have anything left? To, like, do you do you want to just all you have to say is mercy, and we'll like stop doing right. this, right? And he's just like strapped to this table, and his like best friends are watching him get murdered, and he's like, oh. free. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, oh my god! And then right after that, it like jumps to like the scene of like the the army that like he had raised goes back out to like finish the fight that he started, and wow. they like charge. Right, and it's like really really emotional. That's yeah. just like everything within you just says yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you had a sword, you would kill the person next to you. Yes, <laughs> just instinct. Uh, and then this, honorable the mention. honorable mention is. Uh, the Return of the King. It's the it's the final. It, it's one of the final scenes, or not the final scene. It's uh the scene where uh the the orcs have surrounded like the city of men, and they're like they're uh-huh. like you know they had a siege going on, and they like break. They finally break in, and they're like storming in and killing everybody. And then this like army shows up, uh-huh. and they're like way outnumbered, but they just like are like on the crest of this hill, and the king gives like this like super amazing speech, and uh-huh. then they like charge, and it's just like oh, oh that's just like everything that a man 
be right. you just want to you want, you to, want be, to die in that battle. You want a sword and a horse and <laughs> charge an enemy just line, murder, knowing you're gonna die. Yes, that's and you're like wow. See, that's how I want to die. Yeah, that's how I want to go out. Definitely on a horse with a sword. With a sword. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so uh, episode one concluded. And, uh, well, that, I hope you liked it. Hope if you, you didn't, enjoyed. Screw Too you. bad, screw <laughs> you. I hope, you got, I hope some of you got offended today with some of our hot takes. That's the goal, of course. That's the goal. Um, stay tuned for episode two, uh, likely dropping Monday. Yeah, if I had to Monday, say, Monday. Monday Tuesday, yeah, well, and, thanks for tuning uh, in. Until then, penguins can't fly. And, and neither, neither can, can we. we.